0: Chapter 18 The language of Plato describing forms is reminiscent of the Parmenidean, and Orphic revelations. This is not presumably an anachronistic, quote-unquote, Platonic reading of Parmenides, as certain modern historians of Hellenic philosophy would claim. Parmenides' otherworldly journey to the point where all the opposites meet, or are transcended, repeats that of Heracles and Orpheus. According to Kingsley, Everyone runs from death, so everyone runs away from wisdom. Parmenides' journey takes him in exactly the opposite direction. To die before you die, no longer to live on the surface of yourself. This is what Parmenides is pointing to. That quote from Kingsley's book, In the Dark Places of Wisdom, 1999 pages 64, 65. It is no surprise that Parmenides articulated the epistemological and ontological categories fundamental to Platonism. The deliberately pro-platonic understanding of Parmenides quote "unmoving heart of well-rounded truth end quote Alethes, etor. Was common among later Platonists. Therefore, Plato's actual reception of Parmenides must itself be important for a historically relevant interpretation of the Parmenides poem. A reception indicated by the Phaedrus myth and by Plato's comparison of the soul to the charioteer with a pair of winged horses, not unlike the horse of Phanes, quote, conveyed here and there by golden wings. End quote. According to John Palmer, Hermias properly connected Plato's image of the chariot with analogous images used by Orpheus and Parmenides. He criticizes Leonardo Turan's assertion, namely that in Parmenides nothing suggests the comparison of the chariot with the soul, as absurd, saying, quote, quoting from Plato's reception of Parmenides, 1999, page 18. Suggests to whom? Certainly not to one who would have recognised, for example, the parallels between the proem and Orphic accounts of the initiate's experience of the afterlife. Regarding Plato's description of the forms in Parmenidean language, Palmer argues that both the Phaedrus and the Republic myths incorporate certain Parmenidean and Orphic elements into the context of a revelation of pure being, capital B, being, that repeats the revelation received in Parmenides' Anabasis. A long quote here from the same text, pages 22-23. Each revelation in the Republic takes place only after the soul's journey to an Uranian, or possibly hyper-Uranian, region. If either is supposed to have a Parmenidean analogue, that is if the myth of Ur does not draw, uh, if the myth of Ur, not U-R, like the city, E-R, whatever that is, does indeed draw upon Parmenides, then it implies an interpretation of the proem as scent. Because of the presence in the proem of imagery of the Orphic initiates post-mortem experience as described in the verses on the gold lamellae, it would be straightforward for Plato to interpret the proem as Parmenides account of his own afterlife experience or something analogous to it, such as a dream. The connections between Parmenides' proem and Plato's myths are unlikely to be merely a function of their having a common source in Orphic and Pythagorean eschatology. Parmenides would have seemed unique in providing a model for both the content and the condition of the unfettered soul's vision of being. The theoretical component of this post-mortem vision is Plato's view that Learning essentially involves a process of recollection. The symbiosis between the recollection theory and the revelation theme is clearest at Phaedrus. And there's some letters and numbers here which I presume are a reference to a part of the Phaedrus. Let the wise know. Two four nine B six C four. End quote. Indeed, for Plato, quote, learning is nothing but recollection. End quote. Methesis allo Amnesis from And this recollection constitutes a non-propositional and non-representational knowledge of the forms. Presumably, this knowledge is infallible and belongs to the ideal knowers, likened to gods. Such knowers enter the divine constellation, either by means of dialectic, the performance of ritual, or after death. The process of mystagogy education imagined as recollection, is like a dialogue between, quote, the one who loves knowledge, end quote, and a deity, quote, he who praises knowledge, end quote and in fact reveals knowledge, namely, Thoth in the late period Egyptian Book of Thoth. Uh, the Book of Thoth here has a reference to Richard Yaznow and Carl Theodore Tsausik. The ancient Egyptian Book of Thoth, a demotic discourse on knowledge and pendant to the classical Hermetica volume 1 text. Published in Wiesbaden, Harisovitz, Verlag, 2005, page 3. The Parmenidean and Platonic lover of knowledge is akin to the divine and immortal being, thus reaffirming the truest nature of the soul. Only the qualified Platonic philosophos is purified to such a degree that he achieves what others do not, namely the realization of his affinity, Zungini's with the divine. Consequently, by becoming real knowers, that is, by imitating, mermaeusetai, the forms and making themselves likenesses of them, philosophers become akin to the noetic forms, or put otherwise, they become like the eternal hieroglyphs of the form of Aku. As Gerson explains, the person achieves his true nature in knowing forms, and this person is not a human being, because the human body does not belong ideally to one's identity. Only by acquiring knowledge does the righteous quote unquote, dead man acquire a new identity, because knowledge entails self-transformation and this desired identity is a noetic or divine identity of sorts. However, if philosophy is nothing but a practice for dying and being dead, then philosophy, in its initial purifactory phase at least, is the Osirian way of life, in spite of any reluctance to acknowledge the theological identity of Osiris and Dionysus. And Orpheus may be called the first philosopher, as Diogenes Laërtius asserts and questions, but only in the same metaphorical and thoroughly sloganized sense in which Imhotep, the son of Psar, successful in his actions, great in miracles, is the first philosopher of the Egyptians the platonic myth muthos which presumably quote represents philosophy's culmination end quote is the orphico pythagorean soteriological manifesto for according to plato the souls of pious philosopher gnostics the knowers of ideas or forms are purified of the mortal body and thereby join the immortal gods philosophers are destined for the isles of the blessed. Therefore Socrates considers it most fitting for those who are about to make the otherworldly journey to examine and mythologize about it. Diascopian Tekai muthologian.